Resident Lighting Specialist to Arc Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Heather Sidorowitz joins us from Hamburg, New York, where she is owner of Southtown Audio Video, Western New York's premier audiovisual company. Heather is a Residential Tech Today contributing writer, former CEDIA board member, and most importantly, a good friend for many years. Today, during her third Residential Tech Talks appearance, Heather is here to share her favorite discoveries from last week's Infocom trade show, a convention that is primarily focused on the commercial AV integration market. Infocom is a great place for integration companies like Heather's to, who do light commercial installations as well as home projects to learn about new products and technologies that, yes, will fit into commercial market-oriented projects, but also might someday find their way into high, high-end homes as well. Heather is also our resident health tech wearables reporter, so we'll also catch up on the, her latest experiences with that tech as well, if we have time. Heather Sidorowitz, welcome back to the podcast. It's the trifecta. Thank you for having me. That's right. Our friend John Siaka is going to get jealous because you're, you're nearing, I think, his his record for appearances, which isn't a huge record, but, you know. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'll compete with John all day. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, um. So while you were at Infocom in blazing hot Las Vegas last week, I lived vicariously through your photos on social media. Uh, so I didn't have to be there myself. That's my favorite <laughs> type of trade show. <laughs> um, I saw that you're actually um, mixing business and pleasure. You went to the Sting concert this weekend. Yeah, we call that leisure, right? So I'm mixing business and pleasure now because if you're going to go through the travel woes these days, you got to have a little bit of fun. That's a good way to put it, for sure. Travel and or business and leisure, travel and leisure. leisure. Um, so you also had your husband Brian uh, with you. I saw, I and which you know you you share some of that uh, tech experience in and career as well. So uh, it's it's not just him tagging along. He's there for his own uh, insights as as well. And I was wondering, it's either more relaxing to have your husband there or more stressful? You can never tell which it's going to be. Is, is he a good uh, travel mate when it comes to He's trade an excellent travel mate. So I've been to so many of these infocoms alone. And actually, Jeremy, years ago, I remember you and I in Orlando having dinner together yes. at like this resort, but it was just a hotel at the time because we were in between, we were at infocom together. And I think that was one of the only dinners I had. I was just completely alone, even though you were surrounded by thousands and thousands of people. So it was really nice to have somebody around as well. So both my husband went and also my engineer programmer went as well. Oh. So it was, uh, we had a, a, you know, a little bit of a party and we, we also got a lot of business done. Well, that's great. Yeah. I, that's the best kind of travel mate is where you can just avoid those lonely moments, uh, have someone to share uh, booth visits with kind of work off each other a little bit, maybe catch or, or up. split up when needed. So he actually got his CPS certification. So oh, gold star for him. Yeah, yeah, very good. And I'm jealous of that concert. We had uh, Sting in town here recently, and I could not get tickets. It was like sold out instantly. So how did that happen? Um, it was actually uh, Katie, our friend Katie McGregor-Bennett, who yep. when she was on that realized that that concert had both been postponed twice. Ooh. And so she texted me and said, Hey, there's tickets still left. Do you want to go? And without a doubt, I said yes before I asked my husband. Um, <laughs> and it was a great way to cap off Infocom because it was 
it was just pitch perfect audio. So mm-hmm. it, although he was playing for thousands, it felt like he was playing for you. Um, of course, it was combined with amazing video projection um, uh, and video walls and all those pieces come together. And it goes, yeah, this is why I do this. That's awesome. And what venue was that, by the way? It was at Caesars at the Forum. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the space that Celine Dion had built, I believe, um, years ago and was kind of her exclusive space. And then Jerry Seinfeld was in there and there's some other things. So that's a really good venue, Mm -hmm. I'm told. Um, So uh, jealous of the Sting concert. What I'm not jealous of was that you were on a panel. Uh, Don't (laughs) don't like panels personally. Uh, They're they're a necessary uh, ingredient in a trade show, but they make me get uh, migraines. <laughs> so, but you, on the other hand, I think probably yeah, I eat, love that, it. I, eat that I, stuff I up. <laughs> yeah. So Sony was the host. What did you guys talk about on that panel? So it was an AV integration panel. So Sony kind of played the game a little bit differently this year. They usually, it's just their booth with all their products and magic black boxes. And of course they have beautiful displays, but this year they had a stage and they had from beginning to end of Infocom, all sorts of different tech talks, which I thought that was a nice plan words there. Um, and panels to help whoever it was out there, whether it was education or integrators. So I was asked um, to be on this panel, and I was on with really big, fancy companies. So I was definitely intimidated, and I wouldn't say that I intimidate easily, but I was 100% intimidating, intimidated. Um, I will say that everybody on the panel was amazing, and once I got up there, there was, you know, there was no egos, and everybody was amazing and worked off each other, and it really was to help on how we can deal with these global problems that we're all having. So me at a smaller company, we're having the same issues that these multi-million dollar companies are having, which is getting product and supply chain issues and employment issues and keeping great people. Um, So it was a really good conversation. And I felt like I was in class because I got to take away some stuff as well. Well, that's really great. It it, it does kind of get your brain warmed up and you're dealing with those questions getting lobbed at you and, and, and I'm sure you represented very well. And a lot of those companies that are in, at Infocom are these huge uh, commercial integration companies. So that's not uh, a surprise that you might end up on a panel with, with some of those folks. And and you're you're more uh, along the lines of your typical residential AV integration company size, although you do a lot of commercial work. So yeah, we do um, more commercial than residential. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a really fun play. Yeah. So and and before you hit the show floor, though, and and you kind of we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, but you also had the opportunity while you're in Vegas to go to the Savant Vegas modern. Uh, I don't even know how to say it out loud. I've only written it zero zero one demo home. Um, and, and I, I've done a virtual tour of that space. We, we published an article about it a few issues back, but amazingly modern as its name implies, uh, it was, space. I, I've been to some fancy houses in my lifetime. <laughs> Nothing compares to this house. Yeah. So tell, tell, like, what's it like? You walk in, you're like immediately surrounded by like water and fountains and stuff like that, or what? The the, the outside is the inside, and the inside is the outside. So you really there's this amazing blend of in and out. Um, those water features everywhere that actually help cool the house. So you Mm. can't sometimes you almost can't tell where you are and if you're actually inside or outside. (laughs) Um, and so it's a completely different take from an AV perspective. The audio is on point and perfectly tuned from any space you were in from the bathroom to the main room to outside the audio was always you know you, you know when in some places or restaurants it as you walk through it may fade and be a little bit quieter and then it may go up in volume this is just on point wherever you were in the space um and it was done it was just done extremely well and it was a really neat 
connection to how you could take commercial AV and apply it to high-end residential. Um, the home theater is one of the most beautiful I've seen. Um, it was walls of glass, but it was uh, mounted from the ground up a direct view LED wall um, with hidden speakers. Uh, it was Adobe Atmos system. It was powered by Kaleidoscape. And oh my goodness, I could have just laid there and stayed there all day. Yeah, and that that is a great example of where that Infocom tech does sort of quote unquote trickle down into residential, really on the high end right now. But that direct view LED, where you're seeing giant video walls uh, that that don't have any kind of glass per se. It's not like it's a it's a big right, it's uh, a fine. It's a matte finish, so there's no reflection. None. Yeah, and, and so you you you'd first kind of see those applied in, I guess lobbies of big office buildings and other really cool commercial spaces. But then now some of the high-end homes are starting to, to see these these panels get installed. I mean, you're like floor to ceiling, giant spaces like like you're describing there. Um, and that Vegas modern spot space is going to kind of be a temporary uh, opportunity for Savant. From what I understand, they're going to actually eventually There's sell that. There's not much time left. I think a, a few weeks or a few months, maybe it's four months left. Oh, wow. um, apparently they were going to not sell it for a while, but somebody came in and they made an offer they couldn't refuse. Wow. So they're actually, that owner is actually leasing the space back and it's for the time being, okay. um, to allow for these tours. However, I've also heard during that tour that they've broken ground on their next house. So how hmm. they're going to top this, I don't know. Um, all the doors, the glass sliding glass doors are all mechanical. So with the touch of a button, they're opening because, you know, opening doors are really difficult to do. So we definitely need technology to do that. <laughs> all I thought was, you know, after a glass or two of wine, I was A, going to walk into one of those glass things without walking, you know, without doing it. And and B, they would have these beautiful stones with water all around it. So I'd probably trip and fall in as well. But yeah, it, was, it looked really, really pretty. Yeah, I I. I mean, I know it was like 120 degrees there, and it's just not a livable place in the summer <laughs> in Vegas. But those indoor-outdoor houses, since, I don't know, 20, maybe 15 years ago, I was at a Lutron house like that. And uh, that was in the early days of, of lighting technology and outdoor lighting, and that was just amazing. Um, and then you get this outdoor living that yeah, you're right. It, you can almost not tell when you're inside and outside when it's a nice, dry, mild day. Um, that's the thing you'd have to be a little bit of a voyeur with all that glass, like to. I was all I kept thinking oh, yeah. like, who's looking in with binoculars from somewhere? Like, right, you're walking around your glass, beautiful, perfect house. That's a good point. Yeah. So, and it, it's interesting that house went for sale so quickly that they couldn't refuse because I mean the market is just so crazy right now. They had yes, to jump on that. Well, um, great stuff. And I, I do want to jump into what you saw at on the show floor at Infocom. So um, you're, like you said, you're m mostly commercial focused as a company, uh, even though you write for us on the resi side. What is your mix these days as far as like commercial versus residential, would you say? Um, for what, uh, 85% commercial, about 15% residential. Wow, it's gotten and, and, up there. And this one from, you know, 100% residential 10 years ago. So it, it really has... It really has grown on the commercial side. Um, and I think that it's our market is part of that story. Um, but yeah, my heart, there will always have a place with that residential piece, you know, that I love that. Well, as we talk about all the time, probably on all these podcasts is about technology that can make life better. Yeah. And that's always where my articles kind of go. And it gives me a different perspective when I look at 
any of these things. So our last podcast that we did when I was at Kibiz was as a residential person because I do and with the connection to the writing. Um, so I could say to these manufacturers, like, you know, let's have technology that makes it better, not just sends me an email or a text message. You know, have the washer also be a dryer. Why can't we do that yet? Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm always kind of watching out for those kind of things. Um, and it, it's true on the commercial side, too. It should make your meetings better. Technology should not you should not walk into a meeting on the commercial space either and, and it not work or be frustrating. Now, it's not a perfect science. So, of course, that will happen. Um, but the concept is that it should be this the big uh, phrase that was thrown around a lot was meeting equity and meeting equity is like like if we're apart like we are right now, but it's like we're having it's like we're together. So mm -hmm. if we can do that one one on one, how do we do that in a meeting space? Right. And technology is not quite there yet, and we keep trying, and that's why this show is really fun to go to. Um, but it's it's really interesting to see it progress each year. Well, so give us a sense of what your your types of commercial projects are, and maybe a little bit about why Buffalo Niagara area um, tends to be a better commercial AV integration market for you than maybe residential. Is it uh, older homes that aren't being updated and there's, but there's offices being built or how, how's that or, or the so, education part of it? Yeah, too. little known fact. So Buffalo is actually, um, I think it's either the second richest or the richest city in the, in the country in 1900. We were the, we were the city of light. We were the second or first city to get power. Um, and until since then, 1900, um, we have, we, we were a, a steel city, um, a Rust Belt city. And um, when our steel, when the steel went away, our city kind of fell. And in the last 10 years or so, it started to experience a renaissance. So um, there's the, the billion dollars was brought to uh, Buffalo, New York. And we're, uh, we have a great medical center that has been built and continues to evolve. So as that all started happening, it was the same time that um, Amazon was getting, gaining traction and Walmart was opening down the street and TV purchases went from this very emotional purchase to, oh, there's a deal over at Target. So I got it with my toilet paper. So to kind of see that shifting, um, we just started to shift with it. And there wasn't mm. a ton of competition in the Buffalo market. The part that we underestimated at the time was because we were residentially focused, which meant we were client focused. We doubled our sales. So I bought the company in 2014. We bought, we doubled our sales in 2015 just because commercial clients too are relationship centric and wanted someone to call them back and be there for them. Not like an electrician that once it works, you don't necessarily ever have to see them ever again. Right. Technology, it, it will break at some point. So you need to have that relationship base. So we started to grow in that market and then just continue down that road. And so um, are you working on... Um... Those medical types of buildings. Oh yeah, so and... cool projects. So um, we work with a local cancer center. We do a bunch of offices and, and rooms for them, and they're an amazing client. Um, but I always like to have some kind of fun projects as well. So this year we're working on a brewery that's opening up about 15 minutes away from our home base. Um, but this is not like your typical brewery. It's 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 a very large space, and it's going to actually have some really cool audio in it. So uh, Yamaha makes a speaker with Nexo, which is a French company. So they're going to have some Nexo speakers in there and they would like the technology to actually be hidden. So it's not technology focused. So mm -hmm. that's a really cool relationship we have with them. Um, so someday you'll have to come up and we'll get a beer over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we always like to do some kind of cool, so we do some live events, spaces like that. Last year we did 
um, a different space called the Powerhouse, which is an event center and a rental house. So a huge, we are on lifts 40 feet up in the air. We did a bunch of acoustics with Oral X that year um, and also Yamaha speakers at that time. So um, our mix is uh, healthcare, education, mostly higher education. We work with the University of Buffalo a lot. Um, corporate, I'm gonna miss one, residential. Oh, and immersive technology. So we also work with um, some different museums locally. Hmm. Um, we're doing one in Erie PA coming up um, and we just help combine those technologies to make that experience better as well. So you go to Infocom and uh, you're there for maybe reporter, editor type insights. What's that? Yeah, what booth I'm in, I put whichever one in front. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. And so, but in addition to that, that badge of honor, you also are there for your business and primarily probably for your business. But uh, what um, you, you kind of gave me a little insight uh, via email today, what you saw that might be good for topics of discussion. One of them you said was software solutions for hardware issues. Um, so explain to me what you mean, meant by that. So um, right now on control systems, we're seeing backorder statuses in the next year. So that's, you know, people have been amazing and patient on waiting for equipment. But when we're seeing things into May, March or May of next year, that's a different that's a different story. So yeah. uh, we're starting to hear of different software solutions that you can spin up on servers to for control. And that's still on a high end commercial. But I, I could definitely see that coming down to a resi level at some point. Um, same thing with um, processors. So being for me, mics have processors that go along with them. We're seeing like a company like Shure who has a software that does that instead of the hardware piece. So I'm going to say that's even more techy than I can. That's as far as I can go on the technical. I have great, brilliant people for that. But it's a really interesting piece that we're kind of at this point that it may not be just the magic black box. It might just be the magic non-black box that we're able to sell and put forth. Right, right. And that and that supply chain um, difficulty, I'm, I know, was a topic of conversation there at the show for sure. Oh, like it, it is the everywhere. number one topic. <laughs> yeah. And and so um, are you hearing any, um, any hope on the horizon? It sounds like, no, we're still like, in deep into next year before we start it's to see some deep into next year. I mean, it, no one's, so I think that the only hope on the horizon is the ability to source some equipment elsewhere. So mm -hmm. I kind of described it as you have the king of the hills um, who are sitting pretty and, you know, like, oh, you'll be fine. I actually had one say to me, we don't have an inventory problem. We have a sales problem, which I, yeah, I'll, I'll just mm -hmm. leave it there. Um, so at the show, you could find, other manufacturers who are making similar products who could play part of that back end. Um, mm -hmm. And that, if you found those products, you could, those could slot in to help fill the void. Right. So other, other cool stuff that you saw, um, you mentioned something about uh, LG and some robots. What was that all about? So LG brought three different robots to the show. Um, and it looks kind of like the robots from the Jetsons. Well, not so animated. Um, one was a wayfinding robot so that it would help you get to where you needed to go. So the idea is you walk into the hospital and it's, you know, 17 stories and it could actually guide you, bring you there. Um, another one was supposed to have the ability to bring your food out. So I go to the restaurant, maybe I order on my iPad, and then my food shows up on a tray from the robot. Hmm. Um, and the third one was, uh, oh, for disinfecting. 
So, you know, with the whole COVID thing, if whatever the next thing is, and we don't want to send people in there, you know, throw the robot in there and then they can do the disinfecting of the different spaces. So it's kind of interesting. That's always a fun stuff to see. Um, LG did, they, their booth was really neat. They broke that out into different centers that way. So they broke out into a residential, um, you had like a, a residential pod in there and it did have a DVD, DVL, direct view LED wall um, in that space as well. And so they're really even trying to show that this is possible um, and that, that this is something that people are doing. So you mentioned how Sony had kind of a, a, a stage as part of their main booth. And I know that in some recent trade shows, like, well, CES in particular, that they had to really go with more of a virtual presence at these things because they were not allowed to travel, some, especially the, these uh, international companies and Asian companies. Um, were you seeing that the booths had, had altered because of the COVID times a lot or had it kind of gone back to where like an LG where that's just always all kinds of eye candy everywhere with all the visuals? Um, it was, kind of yeah, it, it was not. So I... So there were no masks. I mean, you, the masks were not required at the show. Right. Um, you had maybe about 1% of the people who were there that wore them. But no, these things, I mean, when you walked in and there's always the big crush on booth, I believe I heard that was one of their largest booths ever. Okay. Um, it was wall-to-wall -wall people. And you're probably, you're, you know, people are watching on Twitter. People are definitely seeing they're getting some positive COVID results at this point. Yeah. Um, but, they, I mean, people were shaking hands and kissing babies and, <laughs> um, it, was, it was like old times. And I think that people just wanted to be back so badly. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, yeah, so it happened. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. So far, so good for you. You're feeling okay, which so is far, great. So well, and, and so uh, to to wrap up, I think some of the, the Infocom talk, and then then we'll, we'll take a quick break and go to wearables. But uh, Leon, you mentioned one of my favorite companies. Anywhere I go, if I can find Leon, I'm happy to, to chat with them. Agreed. So, um, so what was this Liquid View? Um, this thing was so cool. So, anyone that's um, talked about biophilia, so you know, there you heard that phrase in the past. We spend ninety percent of our time indoors these days, and it's really bad for our circadian rhythms, which just means it's like it's bad for your health. So they, uh, Leon and uh, Liquid View have this collaboration that there's a panel hung in portrait mode and you can have um, a frame around it to look like a window. And th what they did is they, they filmed 24 hours of content um, of, in all these amazing, beautiful places. And it goes along with the time of day. So if I get to work at 6 a.m. and the sun's just coming up and I, my, my office does not have a window. Um, but if I had that here, I would see the sun coming up um, as we were talking and having this podcast or the sun going down at the end of the day. So it gives you that that effect. And there's been some studies done. Now, I didn't actually hear this from, from Leon, but I had heard it previously with discussions about biophilia that this is really good for you just to see that motion happening. Um, and my favorite part is that they just took it a little step further that if you really did pay attention a pterodactyl would go by <laughs> or an elephant was going down the beach. There was a unicorn. <laughs> so if you're really paying attention. They, they had thrown some really cute, funny things in um, this space. And I think that this one was in California is what they were showing at the show. But what a cool concept. And of course, that can work for your office, but we're working from home all the time now. So if you're stuck in your basement mm -hmm. and you're you know a C-level person or, or whoever you are, wherever you are, how cool would that to, you know, in the dead of winter, 
you could have, it could be Hawaii that you're looking at your window at. Yeah. And think about integrating the lighting control as well so that you're getting that same lighting same effect. effect. Yeah. Um, that would be amazing. And uh, I, I think it's like um, that hotel in uh, Orlando at, uh, at Disney with that's the Star Wars theme hotel. Like mm -hmm. I can't imagine ever staying there even for one night. It, I think I'd like my chest would collapse because I just feel so freaked out that, that I'm only surrounded by, by panels. You know, I know it's not a window. I can't, right. I can't fake because we're not, I know we're not in outer space. They can't right. trick me. Um, but I think I could be tricked into a beautiful uh, outdoor sunny scene. That yeah, would just come, make you feel better. For sure. Yeah. I love the sound of that. So uh, Leon's great at taking other technologies and, and making them even cooler with their blending them with their own uh, frames and audio components and all that. So what real quick, what, what was the so liquid view clearly is kind of like, is, is that more of a content provider? Um, or I should know the answer to this better, but I don't. I have the press release on it, but I haven't we just got back, so I haven't really dug down deep. I just know that was a collaboration between um, between the two. And was there an audio component on that that you recall, or was it? I just don't maybe... believe so, but it was I mean, more it's Leon and audio is certainly at their roots, so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and it, but they they're also really good at framing things up and really creating custom. I'd be um, very custom. Yeah, they had a, a speaker as well that they had connected with an artist, and so you could buy this beautiful mandala. Um, obviously the sound is hidden and it becomes a piece of art at the same time. Right. Yes. That, that I'm familiar with. That, that's a really great uh, development as well, but, uh, well, well, good stuff on, on Infocom. Um, after the break, uh, we will continue our conversation with Heather Sidorowitz and we'll talk more wearables and home health tech. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Alterco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Southtown AV's Heather Sidorowitz. Okay, Heather. So we we've done Infocom, and and I wasn't even there, and I'm tired. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk wearables. Uh, this is one that's near and dear to your heart. It it kind of is one of these in between categories. It's not really residential tech, but it, you're often using these things in the in the home. So uh, I like to touch on it just because I think a lot of our readers probably are into what what's the latest gadget as well as things that go into the home itself. So. You recently wrote about the, I believe you pronounce it Aura Ring. Is that yes, which I'm understand? still wearing. So I, it always means okay. something that if I'm still wearing it after I've written the article, that that it, that it really is affecting your life. Yeah. And, so so talk about what the Aura Ring uh, does. If those who uh, well, so this the one's Aura coming Ring out. Has, and... um, sensors on it that's always constantly monitoring your heart rate, um, your temperature, your um, movement. So it gives you a really good. Um, a 
barometer as to how you're actually feeling. And my very favorite thing about Aura versus other wearables is it also tells you when to slow down. So you're at Vegas and you maybe went to a party and maybe had too much to drink and then you probably didn't sleep really great. When you get up the next day, it would it would give you, it would say your activity level, like chill out today, bring it down a notch. Of course you can't because you've got the whole show to do. <laughs> but it actually does tell you like, hey, I noticed your heart rate was elevated last night. You might not be feeling well or maybe a cold is coming. Well, no, it's because I drank my body's worth of alcohol last night. And that's why I didn't feel good. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's very, it's constantly monitoring you. And it sometimes knows that you're getting ill before that you do because these things happen at such a minute level. Um, so, like, when we talk about temperatures, right, we just went through COVID. We've taken our temperature more in the last two years than ever before in our life. Um, the ring actually is monitoring your temperature mostly at night because that's, your temperature can change, you know, a million times during the day. If I'm outside in the sun, it's going to be warmer than if I'm somewhere with crazy air conditioning. Um, so it, it's giving you, it's always kind of monitoring your health. Um, they just added on also the ability to um, use your heart rate. Uh, you can track your heart rate during a workout. So you're actually not, uh, it's not just how long the workout is so that you're completing a goal, mm. but um, how you're working out overall. How high did it get? Maybe you were in a danger zone or a, a not great zone. Um, I like that they're constantly updating it so that you feel like you're getting more worth out of it. Uh, after a certain amount of time, I can't remember how many months off the top of my head, though, you pay a monthly fee of a few bucks. Um, I think that anytime you do that, you want to feel like you're getting something out of that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a much more comfortable uh, wearable as well. Like, oh. I, I had an Apple Watch for a while, and I kind of just got to the point where I didn't want it. Yeah, I didn't like the way wrist. it felt, and also the like. I would if you charge it, and I forget it. This last about a week without a charge. So I left for Vegas on a Monday. I came back Saturday evening. It was and I kept it was. I never had a charge the whole time I was there. So that I had to charge it by the time I got home, and it takes you know an hour or two to charge. I really like that aspect about it. I think if you're going to have a wearable, it's got to be something that doesn't take away from your quality of life or, you know, if you're charging it every night, then that's an annoyance. That's not helpful. Yeah. Um, and this is actually when you, when you say that you want it, when you go to purchase it, the first thing they do is they send you a ring sizer um, mm. so they make sure that you get the right fit. And then once you choose the fit, then they send the ring and they have some different colors and stuff to choose from and you can get fancy with it, but it's a very, it's a, it's a different take from the wearable category. So I, I really, I really enjoy it. And has it given you any indications of when you haven't been feeling well? Has it given you an, a preview of, oh, no, you're getting sick? And Yes. So actually, so it gives you a rating each day for your readiness rating. And uh, actually, I talk about that in the article is that um, after KBiz, our last time that we spoke, um, I did come down with COVID um, and it knew before I did. So it actually my before I had tested um, my readiness score that day dropped down to something like in the 40s. And I still thought I was kind of okay, but it was about a day later that I didn't feel well. And then I took a test and eventually got the positive. But I could kind of watch that as well and know, like, I knew that I kind of was being monitored. So I knew that I wasn't in danger. It was almost like having, like, it was a quality piece of um, someone was kind of watching out for me. I, I yeah. knew that if something was like there was an alert, you know, that when people talk about going to the hospital, I didn't have any of those bad symptoms, but... It was kind of nice to have that there to say, okay, I really am okay. Um, I also really like that the sleep doesn't just say, hey, you slept for six hours last night. It tells you how much REM sleep, how much light sleep, how much did you toss and turn, what was your movement. Um, so you can really start to check that out too and then make shifts to your life. Um, I've noticed that you know if you have too much 
wine or drink, your temperature will be up and you won't sleep as well. Yeah. You kind of all know that, but then all of a sudden you start to go like, maybe I won't say that. Yes. That next glass or yeah, yeah. It, it starts, it, it, you know, that is true. What wellness should be. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and related to that, um, a piece that that article is going to be in our summer print issue, which is going to be out uh, in a few weeks. Uh, I've had it for a while. Sorry about that. It's taken <laughs> a while to get that issue out. But call, the call map is your uh, current online piece that p- folks can read right now. Um, so I've I've heard about the call map. They advertise a lot on podcasts, and uh, I, I've been curious about it and got to kind of hear your your perspective on it. You recently reconnected with it um, to to kind of get just chilled out a bit and maybe that helps with your ring as well your aura or ring um feedback but uh so what, what what's what have you liked about that calm app so far what i makes so calm app is is really meditation centric there's some other really cool parts about it um and i think meditations like this woo woo term it, it's you know we think oh i don't know how to and, and my brain is always going a mile a minute um i recently had some medical stuff come up and that and I own a business and all these things are happening. Um, that's what made me dive back into the Calm app because I couldn't, the ways that I was dealing with stress, which is yoga and running, I, I had to pull back from. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a person who can sit still very well, that's what made me kind of make the jump into the Calm app. And it's not a silver bullet, but it is definitely helpful. So you don't need huge chunks of time. You don't need to sit there for an hour but six, 12, 13 minutes, any of us can really find that amount of time to sit there. And it's such a great reminder just to be present, to not worry about what's tomorrow, an hour from now. Um, and I do that. I do that all the time. Um, it, it just is this constant reminder every time you do it. Um, it also has some other features, um, some great music and things to kind of fall asleep to. I noticed that when I get a song in my head, I can actually turn that on. It will help with that i don't know if anybody else has that issue where they can hear that song all night long yeah um but it does help with that as well and um there's some daily ones that so you don't have to go in search of of something to do you could just every day there's a few different ones you can choose from and it will just kind of bring it to you so you don't have to look out or say i I have to meditate or you don't have to think about it. it takes that part out of it right and to wrap up i know you you previewed something that you're working on for our uh, fall issue, our Cedia issue. Um, can you give us a little teaser of what it is that you're you're looking forward to writing about next? Yeah, it's not a wearable. It's something you get into and it goes vroom, vroom <laughs> with no gas. <laughs> All right. That's great. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. I'm not going to make you give any, any spoilers at this point, but uh, every, I, I would say that there's a high percentage of our uh, audience that is into vehicular it's one of the coolest uh, things ever. I'm okay. really excited about it. <laughs> High tech, uh, automotive related something. So we'll we'll go there and uh, give give folks something to look forward to. But um, I, I think we we've covered a lot here, and I appreciate you taking the time out. I didn't bug you while you were at the show this time, like I did at KBiz. I wanted to give you a chance to breathe and think about it a little bit. It's good. And, the internet's way better here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully you get a chance to to uh, recuperate and uh, get some of the alcohol out of your bloodstream. <laughs> and I, I hope that uh, you have a great rest of uh, 2022. I will see you next uh, in Dallas at Cedia Expo, I'm sure. That'll probably be our next spot.
Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time out today and chatting with me, Heather. Great talking Thank to you. you. Heather Sidorowicz is a contributing writer to Residential Tech Today and owner of Southtown Audio Video in Hamburg, New York. You can learn more about her company at southtownav.com and read her articles on our magazine's website, restechtoday.com. That wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restactoday.com, where you can subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.